The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. Nothing gets you in the festive spirit more than a Christmas tree. But should you buy the fresh one, smelling of pine, or go artificial? Well, I know what Porik Horkin, our resident gardening expert, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family, is going to say. Porik, good morning. Good morning, Pat. And garden centres throughout the country are bursting with fresh Christmas trees. They have just come in, Pat. They, they cannot be any fresher. And my advice really this year is to go to your garden centre early because we've seen a huge increase in uh, people putting up the fresh Christmas tree uh, this year, Pat. People are going back to the old traditional tree. They want that pine fresh smell in their homes this Christmas. Now, what kind of tree? Because there are different varieties of Christmas tree. Some of them shed rapidly, others don't. Um, So which to buy? So there's two really good ones, Pat, two non-shed Irish Christmas tree. One is the noble fir, and noble fir has that lovely blue tinge to it and perfect layers. If you like that symmetrical tree with the, with the lovely layers, then the noble fir is the one for you. But also there's a lovely tree called Normandii, which again has a very rich green colour, very soft to, to touch. And the, 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 dec- the needles are actually very, very soft. And both varieties, both the Noble Fir and Normandiana, hold their needles well into January, Pat. But you need to treat them like cut flowers. And it's important when selecting the Christmas tree to look for a tree that's full of resin. And you that'll be denoted by the weight of the tree. So if you're buying a nice six or seven foot tree, you should hardly be able to carry it because you want a nice heavy tree full of resin. Mm. The second thing is when you take it home, leave it wrapped don't be tempted to open it up in the yard and bring it inside because you'll knock the pictures and the la- the lamps and so on. So leave it wrapped. Put on the cut off about one inch uh, of the base of the tree, like you would with cut flowers, and that allows water into the tree. And then put it into a stand that you can that will hold at least two liters of water because the tree will absorb water right through the festive period. And you remember we were chatting with Luke O'Neill about houseplants. A Christmas tree mm-hmm. is a great way to add humidity to your home over okay. the Christmas period because the tree will be absorbing water right through the period. So it's important to keep it watered about once a week, add about a litre of water right through the, the Christmas period. All right. Well, that's a good idea. Buy early, get it uh, set up, but keep water in the base. Uh, so you must have a base that will contain water and hold water. About a litre a week will keep it uh, looking very fresh. Loads of questions coming in for you, Porik. Uh, first one. What should be done with the beautiful pampas grass in winter? Should it be cut back? What is best for it? That's from Annette. Well, Annette, it's still in flower and pampas grass will hold its erect flowers right through to January or February. So I would leave it alone at this time of year. They're absolutely stunning this year, Pat. They're flowering really, really well. So leave it alone at the moment. Of course, the fronds or the flowers as they start to fade can be cut and and brought indoors. And they're often used by florists too. You can actually put some, um, some spray paint on them and maybe silver or gold paint for the Christmas period. But in January and February, that's the time to trim them back. The old flowers are cut back at that time of year. And like with any grass, you can give it a tidy up with the shears or hedge trimmers just to take off any damaged or brown leaves that might be on the plant. Give it a yeah, feed then it in March. Come, it will, yeah, of course. It'll come back vigorously. Yeah. Absolutely. So easy to grow. 
Now, another one. I have a lovely Japanese maple, but it's like a stick at the moment, no leaves. Uh, does this happen in the autumn and will the lovely foliage come back? Well, I've got Absolutely. one too and it does shed. Absolutely. It does. They're, they're, they're naked at the moment. So it, it's a natural defence mechanism that Japanese maples give their plants. They drop their leaves in November and they'll re-emerge next spring again. And again, in springtime, that's the time to give it a little bit of feed and it's back into growth again. So that's perfectly natural. I'm moving to a new house and there's a hedge in the front garden. Any tips on when I should cut it? What do I use? And what's the care and maintenance involved? It's green. That's all I know about it. That's well, from Maura. But clearly it's evergreen if it's still there. Yeah, it's probably laurel or chrysalinia or, or one of those plants. And remember, the trimming of any plant, Pat, stimulates new growth. So if you start cutting it at this time of year, you're actually going to encourage the plant to come back into growth. And you don't want that during the winter period because the frost can damage that early growth. A light trimming is fine if you just want to tidy it up, maybe a couple of inches, just to neaten it up for the winter period. But leave the pruning really until next spring. And ideally, hedges should get their first trimming before we get into the nesting season with birds. So ideally, mid-February towards the end of February is an ideal time to trim back the Grisselinia hedge or laurel hedge and then again feed it in March. Now, I was given a gift of an outdoor Christmas tree. I have it in a pot, but it's growing only about an inch a year. Is this normal? It's very small. Yeah, it depends on the plant. There are little dwarf Pisces. So there's a lovely Pisces Alberta that grows in a conical shape. It resembles a miniature Christmas tree and it only naturally grows an inch a year. So there are many dwarf conifers that can be used at this time of year out of doors. You can even put the lights on them, the LED lights, and dress them up for the winter period. But particularly the dwarf varieties only grow an inch a year and that would be perfectly natural and they're perfect in pots, Pat. Okay, um, it isn't a case of a one that would grow more if it wasn't pot bound or anything like that. Well, it, yeah, it depends on the variety. There are more vigorous conifers as well, uh, so it really depends on the conifer that the, the listener has. But if it's yeah. in a reasonably generous pot, then remember there are dwarf varieties, and isn't it great that it only grows an inch a year? There's very little maintenance <laughs> exactly. to be done with the plant. <laughs> Now, someone else uh, wants to know, what are those lovely plants I'm seeing in shops along with the Christmas decorations that have a vibrant red leaf? I'd love to get one. And do they keep that colour all the year round? Well, look, there is as traditional as the Christmas tree itself. Uh, that's poinsettia. Hard to believe it was found in Mexico. It, it actually originates from Mexico. And that tells us the type of temperatures the plant needs. So poinsettias will hold their beautiful, they're actually bracts, they're modified leaves the flowers are small little yellow buds right in the centre of the plant. And when you're selecting a poinsettia, make sure that the buds are really, really tight, that you cannot see the yellow flowers. Keep it in a warm location, somewhere really bright with natural light, but close to a radiator because it likes the artificial heat that we have in our homes during the Christmas period. And allow it to slightly dry out between watering pat. So make sure you're not overwatering the poinsettia. Let the compost dry and then rewater. So maybe watering every seven to ten days would be the norm for poinsettias. And of course they will last right into the spring and summer of next year if you take care of the plant. And many of our listeners will have them for many years. I heard underfloor heating is not great for Christmas trees. Is that true? Yeah, ideally, Pat, where you're putting uh, your Christmas tree, and I should have said that, to keep it really fresh, the cooler the temperatures, the better. So if you've got a radiator uh, close to the area that you want to place the tree, turn that off. And underfloor heating, of course, is going to dry them out that little bit faster. So the cooler the temperature, 
in the room, the, the longer the tree is going to, to last. And remember that tip about cutting the base and adding water on a regular basis. That helped to keep it fresh as well. Sean and Mayo says, we've always bought a real tree and have a tradition of saving some of the needles every January when taking it down. We're now on our 36th tree and we still wow. have the needles from number one in 1985. So there you are. Um, final one maybe. We're planting a privet hedge at the moment, but hares seem to be eating it. No leaves left and broken. Any tips? Keep well, the hares he- away. And hares will eat both the bark and the leaves of, of uh, privet, particularly at this time of year as we go into winter. Really, the only way is to, to net the area off, to put some physical barrier to stop the hares getting at the plants. If it's a small number of plants, you can use a treatment called grazers, which is made from calcium. You'll buy it in your local garden centre and it keeps the hares and the rabbits and the deer away from plants. They dislike the taste of the calcium. So you simply spray the grazer spray onto the branches of the privet and that'll stop them nibbling at the plants. Um, But privet is Uh, a tough old hedge, Pat. It's easy to grow. It'll come back. Before we go, we talked about bees and the threats to bee populations in Ireland. And I know you're encouraging us to, to plant stuff for the bees. Is this a good time? It's a great time for planting plants in general, Pat, and I always recommend the planting of flowering trees like lime trees and sycamores because they're fantastic for bees, but also wildflower seed and, of course, flowering shrubs. Anything with single flowers like cotoneaster are brilliant for our bee population and reduce the amount of pesticides. Get out the garden hoe. There's a great hoe called the wolf garden hoe, Pat. I use it nearly every weekend myself. All right, well, and plant wildflower as well. Just throw it anywhere, it'll pop up and it'll be great. Okay. Porik, thank you very much for joining us. That's Porik Horkin, uh, who is our resident gardening expert. He of the Horkin Garden Centre family. (laughs) 